Hey there, Matt. How's it going? Uh, it's going. It's uh, it's a short week for me, and it's Friday, and I'm in a good mood. And uh, uh, that's, I mean, <laughs> can't complain. Uh, how about you, Steve? Uh, well, uh, the way my, the company works that I'm at, we have these things called sprints, uh, and they run every three weeks. We have a sprint on stuff that we're doing. Uh, and, uh, as our devoted listeners will be aware, uh, there has been, uh, two holidays in the past two weeks. So it was a short sprint, uh, but the workload didn't change. So uh, I'm, I'm ready for the weekend as they say, ah, I is see. that what they say? That's Looking what they forward say. to the weekend or something. That's what they say. Yeah. TGIF. I, <laughs> I, uh, I have, it's just for me, the timing is such that it's, it's like the start of a new half. And so mm-hmm. that also has a lot of uh, burdensome responsibilities that come in right at this time. You're kind of closing out on old things and starting new things. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's not too fun. Next week's not going to be the funnest week, but I think I'll probably be in the clear after that. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of uh, closing out old things and, and flagging in new things, uh, are you going to buy the Nintendo Switch OLED model? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I have absolutely zero reason to, so absolutely no. Um, I mean, I have a Switch. Yeah. My wife has a Switch. Um, and Oh, yeah, I forgot you guys have to. That's, yeah. like literally no reason to buy more unless you, you really need the, the your spawn to have their own. Well, I mean, at this point, with two, I feel like it's it's more common for them to be using them, yeah, <laughs> um, than us. Especially, uh, I don't know. My daughter likes, um, uh, I can't even remember the English name. Is it you know Animal Crossing? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, I think most of of the uh, the recent Switch time in our house has been her playing that. Um, I, I do like uh, Mario Maker too, so I, I do play that even now occasionally. But um, I definitely, <laughs> I, I don't even know who the new Switch is really targeted at like i guess just pe- people who've held out all the way till now and are finally thinking you know maybe maybe i'll pick up a switch like this is what's going to push them over that edge and get them to buy it yeah i mean um i don't know maybe it's for all the competitive Fortnite players or something that mm. want the, the built-in wired land port i guess i mean i <laughs> like i assume someone did some sort of business analysis and my 30 seconds of of just thinking about it is inferior to that, but uh, it just kind of seems, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like the, the sentiment on the internet is the same, like underwhelming. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm not the target audience for hardware upgrades. Yeah. I, I can't think of a single instance where I bought the base model of something and then upgraded when a newer version came out. You know what? I'm a crazy person, but I have all the different versions of the DS Oh yeah, yeah. Um, weren't there three or something? <laughs> oh, there were even more than that. There was. Uh, let me let me see. I actually have that one written down on the list. So there's the DS. Yes. The DS Lite. Yes. The 3DS. If the you... 3DS XL. <laughs> okay, so the, if we. <laughs> the 2DS, the new 3DS, and the new 2DS. <laughs> okay, so you're making a liar. <laughs> I have the. If we call all of that the same lineage of system, then yes, I have the DS, the DS Lite. And then I have the 3DS, and I think I'm, I think yes, I, I have the 3DS XL. I do not have a 2DS. I would never buy like a like a, a downgrade for no reason. But um, yeah. To me, though, it was an upgrade. I hated the stereo stuff. Ah. So, uh, so. Oh, I see. Like the um the like the 3D part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've never held it in my hand. It didn't achieve anything for me. Um, I, I haven't either. Actually, that that was a. I, I seem to recall that one being weird and that it wasn't like a clamshell design exactly, that didn't fold yeah. up. Yeah, you couldn't bend it. I'm, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I probably wouldn't care if I'm honest. Like, that would have been fine. But since I had the 3DS, uh, there would have been no reason to go with the 2DS unless it was, like, I don't know, more ergonomic or something. But like I said, I, I've seen pictures. I haven't actually, like, played around with it. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, not for me. Um, yeah. I mean, you, as you're aware, I used to be, like, crazy, like, fanatical about collecting things. Like, that's really, really not the case anymore. Right. But when you go back far enough to like <laughs> kind of my focus of like super Nintendo, old Nintendo, like, yeah, I have all each version of all of those. Cause I'm a crazy person. Um, but I think if it was real time, even like the money yeah. required to rebuy the same thing for no reason is kind of pointless. Yeah. Like I, one thing I think at the very least now, nowadays when there's um, uh, like pro model releases and stuff, it's a different system. 
<laughs> like if you recall, the original Nintendo had a uh, had a re-release that was actually way better. It was smaller. It would work better. It didn't like flicker out a lot. But I mean, it's the same system. There's literally no uh, mm-hmm. graphics update or anything. Super Nintendo had its like second model. Genesis went through three models. Like I don't know if it, it personally tires me out when there's like a PlayStation, PlayStation Pro whatever switch switch pro whatever whatever but um i guess at least it's it's something and not nothing now it's not just like a different plastic mold around the same circuit board yeah yeah i I mean it makes sense when there's like a a a problem that's trying to be solved like there was the original nes and then there was like the top loading version right and like i I guess they're trying to like put less stress on the the connectors and stuff and, and actually solve a problem um the, I mean, I, yeah, the, sorry, the original NES, it, it actually did, it added the, uh, the AV ports on the back. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, I would say it's not like your games are not going to look different and there's no difference. There's no difference in the compatibility between games, but yeah, it did achieve something. And especially yeah. now as like a way after the fact person that wants to own the original hardware, like that's the one you want, right? Like it's significantly better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I get it when it's a cost savings measure too. Like if that system is still selling, mm-hmm. sure. Make the version that costs half as much to make and yeah. then that's the one that'll sell and you know boom. it was like the ps2 slim i think yeah was... or even the ps1 spelled out yeah 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 no it it to, to be fair i guess if you if you look at it from that approach it, it completely makes sense like if the, if this new switch is something that's made specifically for people who have not bought into the ecosystem yet and they you know they constantly are selling out of switches and have to manufacture more like why not throw in the odd little enhancement like you know wired uh internet and you know if you're gonna you've got to buy new screens and new speakers and stuff all the time anyway like why not use something that's a little bit better if it isn't going to really put anyone at a severe disadvantage who was an early adopter yeah actually i think that's pretty sensible um i mean i don't know how i feel I, i of course am coming at it very much from a consumer angle and that's, that's, I guess, a bit of the angle, especially as someone who like holds on to all their old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of want the best version of each. Yeah. So when something new is coming out, if you, you either strive to be the early adopter, mm-hmm. and then that's the version you have forever, or you buy both when the, the super, the pro version comes out, or you wait yeah. for the pro version, and then they'll come out with like another pro version or something ridiculous, right? Well, it's, it's, it's really weird, because you, you never know what's going to happen. Like yeah. the PlayStation 3, the first edition was the one that was yeah. the best one because it like yep. had the ability to, to be backwards compatible with the PlayStation two. And yep. they eventually got rid of that. And, and there's no other way to play <laughs> PlayStation two games since. Right. Yeah. Is that, uh, do this still work? <laughs> a lot of them do. Yeah. Like my PlayStation three broke and it was not that model. It was one of the, whatever, I think it was actually the slim model that hmm. did not have any backwards compatibility of any sort. Um, I, I have the model of the second the big fat one without the PlayStation yeah. 2. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's still working. I've, I've played oh, stuff good. on that fairly recently this year. Good. Um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, that was... It's a, it's a weird thing because the, the companies are constantly playing these mind games of like, if you get the first one, are you going to get features that are no longer available later? Or do you need to hold out and buy the Pro version that's going to be essentially a better system, even though it plays the exact same games? yeah 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 i don't know uh, i find i find it frustrating as a developer to, to be honest um like when i was working um on an xbox game when the game started i believe it was just xbox one yeah. and then part way through development they released the xbox one s and the xbox one x and suddenly we i mean because it was a, a first party game where like mandated that we have to make features to, to help show off those upgraded models. Right. <laughs> so it's like, we're suddenly like extra concerned about like HDR and, and like optimizing the frame rate and stuff differently. And it was, it's, it's a weird experience to have to be making a game and it's not just like a known set of hardware. It's like, you have to make something for multiple versions, even though you're only targeting one platform. Yeah, I haven't been on that side of it. I can see that being super annoying. I I feel like I feel like that's super annoying in general anyway across all of like <laughs> game development history where you're developing for all these different consoles or you're yeah. developing for computers and then it's like, well, what should the requirements be? Let's look at uh 
the state of the world and what kind of the average consumer has. And let's not make something that's too incredibly hard to play because then yeah. we narrow our market. But then, you know, you want the nicest game. So maybe that is what we're targeting, something that's super pretty and blah, 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 blah. Like that, that seems like a persistent uh, problem. Yeah. That's just being made worse, I guess. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird one. I mean, I don't think it's terrible in the way that Xbox and PlayStation handled it because, you know, you'll get better frame rates and you'll get like HDR or something out of it or like a higher resolution. But otherwise you're able for the most part to play the same games. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't think if you were an adopter of PSVR, it was worth it if you didn't have the PS4 Pro because of the frame rate, like getting motion sickness and stuff with VR. Um, but like with the DS, I thought that was like a really strange thing where they came out with the th- the new 3DS and it played all the 3DS games. And then there were a f- few games released that you couldn't play on the original 3DS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Again, like I'm kind of out of that now, like, yeah. like obviously I think, but me 10 years ago, I would just have to own everything. And so like, that's just another several hundred dollars to plunk down on effectively duplicate hardware to play like what six games like it's yeah it's yeah (laughs) so anyone that is like that still i feel sorry for them but uh definitely uh, it's a it can be a frustrating thing um one thing i guess that's kind of interesting like at at least they don't really do like like physical expansions anymore so much (laughs) sega yeah right like of course sega's the (laughs) infamous example with uh cd 32x even like I don't know, Super Game Boy or like uh, like the Rumble Packs and controllers. Like, I don't feel like they'd ever release a Rumble Pack now. They just release a new controller that has this new thing and it's inside the controller, right? Not like, like do we, do new systems even come with expansion ports? Like, that doesn't even seem to be a thing anymore. Um, I mean, there's USB. There's USB, yeah, and then Bluetooth, and then you can like do things that way. But it, well, I would be shocked the- if there's like a, a hardware peripheral that you plug into the system and now everything is better. Well, I mean, I guess to an extent there there is in the sense of like the 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 VR or like Connect or something, but it's not like they're changing the processing power, right? Yeah, with the thirty two X. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I get it. You're right. Uh... What's What's weird is like with the PlayStation Five is like they've got this really supposedly I don't I don't know the the specifics. Um, but they've got like a, a unique solid state drive mm-hmm. going on. So games are supposedly way faster using this new version of solid state compared to even just like ones that were made four years ago. Um, hmm. So so they have an internal drive and you're expected to play all your PlayStation 5 games directly off it. And you can like move a PlayStation 5 game onto an external drive, but you can't play it from that. You have to bring it back onto this internal drive to play it. I see. Whereas like with PS4 games, you can play those off of external drives. I see. Um, is, is that one of those like two hours per time <laughs> process? I, I have no idea. I haven't bothered to buy the external drive. Um, but it, but it's weird because they, they came, like it's using like an M2 drive, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's apparently a slot inside it that's empty and waiting for you to install your own drives on, but it's been disabled. So until, I don't know, like a year from now or something, when they decide that they are going to commercially release these things, there's just no way to take advantage of that. And when <laughs> it is enabled, you'll have to physically open it up. I see. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a good design. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I remember doing that with the the PlayStation th- Three. I remember taking out the hard drive. Uh, like I think there's actual like little door that you can open up and take it out and, and replace it. So I replaced like I don't know, it's like a 250 gig drive or something that I replaced with a terabyte. Yeah, I feel like that kind of like I don't know. I wouldn't quite call that hacking, but I guess my, mild, <laughs> low level hardware. Yeah, uh, modification kind of thing was really taking off in that era. Like, I feel like Xbox, even PlayStation Two. There's a lot of like, like even I had an Xbox that had emulators and stuff on it, mm-hmm. and it was fascinating at the time to be able to do that. I mean, of course, it makes sense. Like, you know, they're just computers effectively, right? But um, 
if you were a kid back then, it's like, well, all right, like I couldn't do this with my Super Nintendo. Um, I, I feel like right around then there was a lot of that. I don't know that I've seen a lot of that since. Maybe I've just been like pretty hands off or, or uninterested. I don't know. I guess with yeah. like when they released like the Super Nintendo Mini, everyone was like putting every game on they could think of on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're using Hackchi. <laughs> yeah. I it's, mean, it's interesting because, hmm. I, I mean, I guess that could have been prevented somehow I, I i'm not an engineer i don't i don't know how it all works but it just like you, you plug the usb cable that is required to power your system into a computer and then you're able to access the the, the inner workings right like, yeah i like how i believe it didn't even come with a plug that goes in the wall right yeah like yeah. it's like the expectation is you're going to plug this into a computer so i like i i I mean, it shouldn't come as a surprise to Nintendo that people were going to hack it. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. I guess it's funny, too. You can just kind of look at, uh, uh, like, back in the day, even, um, so say, like, on the original Nintendo, there's nothing in there, right? There's no hard drive. There's no anything. Mm -hmm. And so you can't, there's not really, obviously, you can't really hack it or put, like, a bunch of ROMs on it. And so people make uh, flashcards. Like, I have the flashcards yeah. in the old system. That's, like, the kind of the equivalent of, of modern, like, putting games on the hard drive type stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it was something they were doing when the games were actually coming out, right? Like if you wanted to save your game, you saved it to the to the cartridge. If you wanted to like have better graphics capabilities, you put you ship the game with a chip on the cartridge. Like kind of putting things in the cartridge to make the game better. It's almost like the cartridge was effectively part of the computer, right? It's yeah. got some space on it. It's got some chips on it. Um, so when it comes to like, I guess, hacking those systems, um, you're just shipping the same thing, part of the computer, a cartridge with all this stuff on it, and that's where your emulators and, and whatnot are. I mean, not your emulators, but your ROMs, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, back to like the modern consoles. I don't know. I, I, it's been inter it's interesting to me that they've been talking about how consoles are going to die for years now, and yeah. because they're basically becoming computers, and then everyone has a computer anyway, and blah blah blah. But here we are, and Switch is like one of the fastest selling consoles ever. I think PlayStation Five is doing very very well. I don't know about Xbox these days. I I can't remember. I think PlayStation Five is either very close to or is their fastest selling PlayStation. Yeah, it's kind of hard to. It's interesting when you look across. I guess like video game history or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry, this is from yeah. April, according to Global Market Research Agency ND, NPD. Sony's mm. PS Five is now the fastest selling console in U.S. history. Yeah, and this was despite the shortages or maybe because of the shortages yeah well, i find it inter interesting because in a way you're kind of comparing apples to oranges um mm -hmm. like there's more population now and there's just more general interest in video games yeah. it doesn't that doesn't make it uh i mean that in itself is kind of the point of the statistic but yeah. like i think i i guess i just don't know like how grand an achievement that is like does that really reflect like more mania for the system versus before for the people who are actually into it like if you look at like even back at the playstation one era or the old nintendo era like those numbers the sales numbers are being dwarfed every single console generation and it's just the market's just yeah. bigger right like i remember when i was a little little kid it really felt like nintendo was going to take over the world right mm -hmm. and now we're, we're looking at those numbers and it's like okay like I'm, I'm pretty sure playstation 2 sold like three times maybe even four times as much as like the original nintendo at least super nintendo for sure yeah 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 it's uh, I think we had talked about that somewhat recently about how like PlayStation 2 was still like the highest selling yeah. console of all time. So I don't know. There, there's definitely some of that to be had. The, the, what you're saying, like, you know, the population is a different size now. And yeah, the, uh, it's definitely more acceptable to be a gamer now than it used to be and stuff. The uh, marketing isn't just targeting 12 year old males yep. with money. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. The, the It's definitely weird. I was feeling that last generation because like i didn't get it in on the ps5 or sorry Four. i didn't get in on the ps4 um i did get an xbox and i basically used it for netflix <laughs> uh, i was using my playstation 3 as a as a blu-ray player and then my playstation 4 for netflix <laughs> um yeah so i i did get a playstation 4 and i felt it really strongly like it just didn't offer me anything uh, mm -hmm. more than like a computer would offer i mean I don't know, a little bit, like there's the tailored experience and blah, blah, blah. And then they have exclusive games, which is just, it's their choice to make it exclusive, right? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. My, my, I guess my computer doesn't have a Bluetooth card in it, so I wouldn't have been able to pair the <laughs> controller. But like, really, uh, 
I guess it sounds like PlayStation Five um, has a little bit more. Like you're you're the person that can talk at that, but is that even the case? Like I don't know how if they just developed crazy controllers that do everything that these game console controllers mm-hmm. do. Is there more that the console offers? I guess if there really is hardware that's making it better, like this, the solid state drive and stuff you're talking about. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it's weird. Like, I haven't played too many PS5 games yet. I've been catching up on PS. Side. I've been catching up on PS4 games because I just wasn't in that generation. And mm-hmm. like, there's been a lot like uh, the Last Guardian and uh, the the Uncharted games and st- stuff that I'm catching up on. And I'm kind of glad that I did that because, yeah, like you're saying, with the hard drive architecture, the things are markedly faster now. Hmm. Um, I wish I, uh, loading time, Final Fantasy. I'm sorry that I type so slow. Uh, seven remake PS5. Um, yeah, I was I was seeing someone like doing a comparison here, and I'm hoping that this website actually shows the difference. Um, right, so load times are now practically instant. Like they they were taking up to a minute to load on the the base wow. PS4 when right. you're going like from the start menu into the game, and yeah. on PS5 it's just under three seconds. Sounds pretty good. Like that's a that's a pretty noticeable difference, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like so, it's it's interesting because I I feel like this I'm I was I'm happy that I missed that generation. Like there's so many games for me to catch up on, and now it's like I can just experience the games without that load time hindrance. But that, that was the thing that I really loved on the the NES and SNES, right? Is that like you didn't Power have to wait on, for the disc to go. spin up. And... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll start all that bullshit started with PlayStation, right? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I guess we, we don't need to focus on everything that's miserable about modern consoles, uh, especially like, uh, I, I don't have a PS5, but it sounds like mm-hmm. they're doing some things that are, are kind of uh, addressing a lot of these these issues that have that have kind of crept up with modern consoles. Um, how, how are updates on PS5? Um, I can't compare with the same... Um... Uh, 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 I, I have PS4. no idea the words that I want. <laughs> um, it's again, it's kind of like an apples to oranges thing for me because, like with PlayStation Three, um, I was extremely um, against subscriptions for mm-hmm. consoles, so I, I never got in on the the PS Pro or what's it called, PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. um, subscription Likewise. models. So, Likewise. so, so whenever there was an update, and and that was like. A, a large part of the reason that I switched to PC gaming after the PlayStation three era was because like, I got really sick of like you, you buy a game and day one, you stick it in and you have to download a day one patch. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's assuming that you already have the latest operating system update. So it's like you turn on your (laughs) system, you have to do the operating system update. Then you stick in the game and it has to download it. Uh, and install the latest patch even though you're using like a physical disc (laughs) maybe you have to manage the hard drive space because the other games you have are already using up all your space yep (laughs) Um, so so i mean that was it was a huge turnoff for me um and and so i started doing a lot more gaming stuff where like steam will automatically update while your computer's running and stuff and, and it's not really an issue with playstation 5 um i got a really really good a deal on the PlayStation Plus subscription, mm-hmm. um, so I just bit the bullet and I, I I bought that. So I don't know how different the updating process is if you I don't see. have that. Um, but for me right now, it's just like you know you leave it in uh, sleep mode and all those updates happen when you're not at the thing. And so the next time you turn it on, it's just ready to go. Yeah, right on. Um, and they they're actually like, you know, with the PlayStation Three game, every time you play it. Um, like you, you put your console to sleep, but like it, that exits the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the next time you turn it on, you, you have to go through all those loading screens and stuff again. Whereas with the PS5, like you can put it to sleep. You can come back the next day, load up Netflix or something, uh, load up YouTube, I think even load up a, another game. And then you can go back and it will still just like instantly load that game from where it left off. Yeah. Um, I think, 
I don't want to say numbers because I think I'm just making it up, but <laughs> I, I think it stores up to like three games in memory at once. So like you could go back and forth and, and not have that load time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Like three, three games concurrently being like, like run, if you will. I, I think so. Like, like, I guess you can think of it as like the, uh, like with a 3DS, if you just close the monitor or if you close the system up, it just like, Gotcha. Yeah. It just saves it there and you, you're just instantly ready to go exactly where you left off. Right. Gotcha. 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 So, so, I mean, that's a, that's a nice experience that, I mean, I guess you could get that on steam if you just like minimize the game. <laughs> Back to computers. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense to me. I, I obviously I don't have a PlayStation five. My experience with even up to PlayStation four was like, I so I left my PlayStation Four in sleep mode, and maybe there's a setting uh, that I didn't turn on, or I, I'm being dumb about it, or something. I don't know, but like I don't ever recall it downloading an update while it's in sleep mode. I would like turn it on, and it would say "update available." Do you want to waste forty minutes waiting for it right now or later? Right, um, and and that would happen for both the system or for any particular game I had. <laughs> so it's, I guess same deal, but like I. I don't know. I don't remember doing it during sleep. And does does the switch do it? I feel like the switch is the same. I'll flip. I'll turn it on, and it'll want to do- download an update, but it won't do it while it's in sleep mode. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the switch at least lets you like put a game to sleep. Yeah. Um, but then when you turn it off, it's still at like this main screen with like advertisements on it, and asks you to press the button three times, and yeah. then it'll go into your game. Yeah. Um. Which. I mean, I guess it's not that different with the PlayStation Five. Like, if I if I wake it up, it'll ask me to log in, and then it puts the cursor over the last game, and I still have to press a button just to launch it. <laughs> right on. Right I on. think. Yeah. Uh, the, yep. the 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 one thing that's kind of annoying is that there have been a couple updates to the controller itself. The what the PlayStation controller? Yeah. So okay. I thought those were like wonderful and the new controller is so so cool blah, blah, blah. Well, they, well they are and, and part of it's probably just the fact that i'm like you know i managed to get it at launch so mm-hmm. uh, in this case i'm an early adopter and getting like some fixes that like later adopters will be able to get just all at once mm-hmm. um but i i guess when they released it like um part of part of the uh, feature of the controller is that it handles rumble considerably different uh, mm-hmm. from from the PlayStation 4 controller so you can feel vibrations everywhere and um, there's like pressure sensitivity in the in the trigger buttons that is unusual um, and I guess for whatever reason it just it felt different than a PlayStation 4 like if you're playing a PS4 game on it like the the haptics just didn't feel identical mm-hmm. um, which you know I guess makes sense it's it's different hardware right um, mm-hmm. So, like, one of the changes that they did was they have like figured out how to emulate the PS4 feeling better. Okay, for so like PlayStation so, Four games specifically, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah, and so they just updated that at the hardware level, and it was taken care of, and now it just is automatically like that for all PS4 games. Um, it, like none of the developers had to go in and change any of the code to, uh, to yeah to do anything differently. Yeah, so. But but I guess that's a, a thing where like one day I booted up my game, and it says your controller needs to be updated. Please plug it in and update. And so you have to do that for for all of your controllers one at a time. Like if you've got more than one, because like you can play with four people at a time. I think. Yeah. So not the end of the world, but not the end of the world. Yeah. But it's it's the sort of thing that's kind of annoying about this era. Like the the yeah. the original NES era it's like you plug your stuff in and that's it like you're blessed simplicity <laughs> yeah it's i don't know but there's there's something uh romantic about being able to just plug that cartridge in and turn it on and when it works. if you're lucky it'll play <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i i think i think the thing that got me the most frustrated was like i was starting to get really annoyed with ps3 era uh and there were just a whole bunch of games coming out like uh, uh, Faster Than Light and, and Guild Wars and stuff that made me switch to computer gaming for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually I came back and decided I was going to play the Mass Effect trilogy. 
mm-hmm. on on my PS3 because it cost me like two dollars. Uh, and man, was that an unenjoyable experience to have to like update the system and update the game and remember my login for uh, the Bioware <laughs> servers so that I could log in. And I think it took me like well over an hour yeah. to to be able to play that game when I decided I was going to do it. I think, I mean, to be fair, like if you, if you neglected your computer for months Mm -hmm. and just played games and then decided to turn on your computer to do something for the first time in forever, it would be the same, right? If you're on a Windows gaming PC, it would want to update Windows and then whatever, there's some patch and Steam itself would update and blah, blah, blah. And finally, oh, there's a driver update for my controller, whatever, 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 finally you can play. I think the the way that the PC benefits is just that since it is so multi-purpose, we're just using it all the time anyway. And that Mm -hmm. it's not like, I guess like by taking just your gaming software and segmenting it in its own little hardware box, you, yeah. you, you're duplicating all of that, that bullshit specifically for your gaming. Yeah. Um, and so, it, you know, uh, it, there's definitely huge benefits to being able to do it all in one system. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It's, it's definitely a weird world where, like you said, the, the consoles are increasingly becoming computers. Like, I feel like that was definitely the draw for a long time for me with, like, original Nintendo up to, like, N64 is just, like, the system is the system. You know that every game is designed for that, and it's going to work. And it's it's definitely odd today having, like, the Xbox Xbox One S, One X, Series S, Series X, and it's just, like, how do all of these compare to each other? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'll ask the question. What what uh, what is the main draw for you for PlayStation Five? Like, if you're honest, is it all these hard- hardware quirks that are unique to PlayStation Five? Is it because you want to stay plugged into games and there's all these like exclusives? Like, what it's, is it? It's it's largely the exclusive games that I'm drawn to. Yeah. Um, so 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 sorry. Like, go ahead. And it's 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 one part the exclusives. And it's one part the attitude towards PC gaming that Japan has. Um, like Steam is still not a very popular thing in mm-hmm. Japan. It's it's becoming increasingly so. But like for example, the, the game Near Automata uh, was rated to be an incredibly uh, popular or well loved game, however you want to describe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was getting like really really positive feedback for Xbox and for PlayStation. And for whatever reason, they just released zero patches for it at all on PC. And it was like globally known as basically unplayable. Globally known. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like it's like, don't buy it on PC. Like if you buy it on PC, you have to play it with a mod that makes it playable. That's pathetic. I mean, I don't know all of that though is is still arbitrary. Like it's not your fault, but it's like, these industry players making these choices that are just yeah. like yeah like segmenting things so so it's like if i want to play that game i'm better off to play it on a console and if i'm going to get a console then i have to start looking like you know sony i think i think they very recently um horizon zero dawn went from being a console exclusive to being on steam um, hmm. but, but it's, there's so many games like that, that are just like Sony is the publisher and they've decided this is our platform the yeah. one that we make. And if you want to play it, you buy into this ecosystem. Yeah. And, and so it's like, all right, well, you know, I want to play the last guardian and I want to play these other ones that, that this is the option. <laughs> no fair. I get it. Uh, I guess it's just, I don't know. I, I hate being jerked around as a consumer because it's obviously just companies doing their thing, right? It's kind yeah. of like all the different streaming services or whatever. But if you do sit down and think about it, um, the like if every single game was available on every platform, which is not, mm-hmm. it's kind of a silly statement. Platforms are different, but blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if that mm-hmm. was the case, what do you get out of the console, right? Like, I, I feel like when, if, not that I've signed up for multiple streaming services, mm-hmm. I don't care enough about, you know, whatever TV and stuff. I, I do have Netflix, but like people who do, it's like, okay, you know, it's a service. You're just paying for the service, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, give me those TV shows and movies. Give me those TV shows and movies. With a yeah. console, they're forcing you to buy extra hardware that you put in your house. Like, it's not just a yeah. service. It's it's stuff that you have to bring in. It's more plastic and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess there's, a, there's an extra layer of kind of like eyebrow raising for me, mm-hmm. um, which has kind of, I mean, it's always been the case, right? Like, even if you go way back to 
whatever like there's always been games on computers and games on consoles and you you want these games or those games right really it boils down to there's a comfort factor as well Mm -hmm. um like i'm lucky in that i am making games and making visual effects and stuff that requires me to have a good computer Mm -hmm. and so i can sit down and play basically any game i want on my pc but i'm at a desk in an office chair like with my eyes less than two feet away from my screen Mm -hmm. and that can be okay for solo experiences but it's not very relaxing Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. prefer to be on the sofa uh, several feet away from the TV with my legs up. And and I find that particularly if I'm going to play a game with my kid, I don't want him on my computer. Yeah, uh, I want to be on the sofa next to him. So if I have the option of buying a game like um, Biped or Pode or something, which are two great uh, co-op indie games... I'm going to opt to buy those on my Switch instead of buying them on my PC because it's a nice, comfortable way that I can play the co-op with my kid. Yep, totally got it. I, I mean, I think that's... And it's 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 a much smaller cost of entry to get those consoles and, and know that everyone's getting like a an experience that is going to work on that console. Versus? Versus like a PC and it's like everyone has different video cards, everyone has different stuff you, you don't know if it's going to be compatible yeah yeah i believe me i'm not like some sort of super pro pc person yeah, I'm yeah, kind yeah. of trying to see it the other way i guess um i feel like like all of that totally makes sense uh and it's easy to look at your own <laughs> kind of space and project mm-hmm. that onto others when everyone has their own uh set of concerns um i mean like i have my computer connected to my my nice tv and then like that's what we play multiplayer games on uh mm-hmm. it's not like connected it's not it doesn't double as my work computer. That's a different right. thing. Um, so in a way, I mean, I do a lot of things on this computer, but in a way it's almost like I'm still kind of uh, putting boxes around like this hardware is for this, this hardware is for this. <laughs> it's yeah. not like my single multi-purpose machine. So I'm already kind of cheating here, but um, I don't know. I just feel like there's a, a solution that the companies wouldn't like because they would sell less things, but that mm-hmm. would be nicer for the consumer and just make a ton more sense here when you really think about it. Um, yeah. I don't know. But it's it's interesting though where you were like making the the small comparison to Netflix and Disney mm-hmm. Plus or whatever. Like that, that's that's exactly what they've been trying to do since the two generations ago with like giving you PS Plus or Xbox Gold or whatever the Nintendo thing is called. Like they're they're trying to make you pay a monthly subscription for a service. Like a lot of the time they're still selling the hardware at a loss just yeah, yeah. to pull you into the ecosystem. Yeah. That's fair. I wonder how how often is that the case? Uh, like, is PS Five still being sold at a loss? Uh, I think PS Four was at a profit, but other than that, I think practically everything has been at a loss. Um, which uh, I can't type with my microphone blocking my line of sight <laughs> to my keyboard. Which uh, consoles were sold at a profit? That's probably going to. No, that's that's just giving me a list of the best-selling combo consoles. All game consoles are sold at a loss. Here's why. Uh, yeah, I mean we know that the very old ones were not. Yeah. PlayStation Five sold at profits. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's an article from this year where someone says that all of them are, but they don't blanketly like do comparisons on. Yeah, I mean I I do think that's probably that's. The modern reality. Um, I wonder, like Microsoft said in May of this year, that they have never made a profit selling the console. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. it makes it makes sense, especially like like everyone that sells a game on the Nintendo or on the Xbox owes a small cut to the manufacturer, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. I don't honestly know if that's the case. I know it certainly was the case. I think that so. was that was the whole Nintendo seal of approval, right? Was yeah. that they'd received enough money to, <laughs> to to publish the game? Yeah, I kind of I don't, I don't know. That's another interesting topic. I just don't know enough about. I mean, they made such a deal about it uh, back in the Nintendo days. I is it different now? I, I don't even know. I mean, there seems to be some sort of control. Like, it's not like you can just release arbitrary, like hugely controversial 
whatever adult games on PlayStation. Can you? I honestly couldn't tell you. I mean, you, There's you the have approval to, process. Yeah, there there is an approval process. You have to get um, a dev kit in order to, to be able to do it, right? So, but I, I honestly don't know. Do they make money off those? <laughs> I, they they probably just sell them at I don't know approximate value. I don't know. I I know that in the past uh, you did have to buy your dev kits for like PS2. Yeah. Um, but I I think. I don't know if money changes hands over those anymore. Yeah. Not only would I be under NDA if I did know, but I'm just not in the position where I know. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Um, I'm sure it's out there somewhere on the internet if we wanted to go digging. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, it was. It's weird with the Switch because, from what I understand, the Switch um, acts as a dev kit. Like, just the everyday Switch can be a dev kit. But in order to allow it, you still have to get permission from Nintendo to like enable those features. Right. <laughs> you have to like buy the permission or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, kind of coming back to uh, like mo- modern consoles versus all the like older stuff. I guess there's still that charm of having it be like a simple experience, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not really a technical person, you don't want to be installing drivers and like putting together a new computer with like picking the parts to get the specific game and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like you just buy the system, buy the game, press go, right? Um, and yet it's still markedly different than how it was way back in the day when there was like no yeah. updates, no anything, no <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And so like I, I wouldn't make the argument that that's a better world because that's it's it's effectively just different, I guess. But like yeah. there's definitely some charm in that old style, like here's the pieces, just go type yeah. thing. Um, whereas consoles now kind of straddle this world between like, where they used to be with the old consoles and modern computers. I don't know if I call that an annoyance. It's just different. Waiting sucks. I think waiting yeah. always sucks. I find that in games too, right? Like I'm always complaining about this with Final Fantasy Nine, like load times and whatever. But like, I feel like you. I can't remember. Didn't you do like a little timing thing to and figured out exactly how long you'd waste out of a full playthrough? Just waiting for battles to load, like a back of the envelope calculation. Well, I think waiting for battles to load is a waste of time, but the battles themselves are a waste of time. Like, yeah. I think of, I think I'm not wasting my time when I'm playing a game and I'm making interesting choices. Like if you're mm-hmm. playing, if you're playing uh, into the breach and you're looking at the board and you're thinking, okay, if I move this guy here, this will happen. And what if I put this robot here? And uh, like all of that's interesting choices. A Final yeah. Fantasy battle is like mash the buttons just kill these annoying imps whatever i just want to keep playing the game come on uh, not okay, not, a, not only that but then you're like grinding to find the right enemy to get the right <laughs> item drop <laughs> yeah so if you consider all that a waste of time and the load times a waste of time then probably half your play time or more i mean i don't even yeah. like clicking through the cartoon characters whining about their problems part <laughs> i forget why i even played these games <laughs> like for me it's like what part did i enjoy i don't know <laughs> i forget <laughs> equipping the characters to optimize like for some dungeon was kind of fun i guess yeah <laughs> which, which which then in like final fantasy 6 didn't they just like make it so that you could click the optimize button yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then in like seven and eight they kind of started they, they made it like instead of five slots it was three and then in eight you didn't even really swap weapons out you just bought new ones with parts and then it's like i don't even care about this <laughs> yeah yeah final fantasy 10 i guess you didn't play that one it's like i don't even remember how it works but like the best weapons in the game I think you had to find them all and like go on some journey or something. I can't even remember how it worked, but it, it I, I just skipped it. There was like one of them. I think you unlock by dodging lightning 5 billion times or something. <laughs> That's what it so, felt like at least. So I know this is a huge digression from what the topic was, <laughs> but I'm always so happy to complain about final fantasy. With you. Um, have you played Xenogears? No, I okay, kept, so... I kept hearing that it was, uh, uh, the tech speed was too slow, so I just never bothered. The tech speed. Um, I, ah, when you press the yeah, pause, so, when you so press. Sorry, j- j- just yeah, before you do that, uh, I'll just correct it. So, in order to get the sigil for Lulu's weapon in Final Fantasy X, you have to dodge a lightning bolt two hundred times in a row without leaving the area and without missing. So it's it's just like, it's like a reaction mini game that you have to do two hundred times in a row to get a weapon <laughs> that like is it's so pointless. I anyway. love mini games. I love <laughs> mini games. I was gonna say so Xenogears. I'm not gonna say good or bad things about it. I played it when it came out. I, whatever. I kind of liked it. I guess um, I my the music mindset. Was good. Music was awesome. Yeah, I loved the music. Um, it was the Chrono Trigger guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then uh, there's lots of things I hated about it, like the load times and like I hated they didn't keep like the pause menu in memory. So when you 
paused it, it loaded from disk to bring up the pause menu. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, just imagine hitting pause and the PlayStation goes, and then you get the pause screen. And it's an RPG where like every every battle, you're pausing to heal and whatever. Oh my God. Anyway, whatever. But I missed, there's, there's probably a way out of the last dungeon or the last whatever robot labyrinth or whatever. Um, and I just didn't find it. But I remember you get to the last dungeon and it's this enormously long dungeon and you get to the end of the game and it's so hard. Like it's so hard. I've stuck on the final boss for like a month and a half or something. Um, just insanely difficult with my level of like armor and stuff. And I remember looking on the internet and there's like some last armor I didn't get. And it's like, everyone's like, you just have to get this because it's a really hard final boss. And without this, it's just really, really tough. And I missed it. And it's like, okay, well, you know, that makes sense, um, I guess. But I find like in the Final Fantasy games, like the 789, you don't need any of that. The, the game isn't difficult enough to warrant the need for these super crazy weapons. Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost like, it's like trying to get every achievement just because I guess if that's fun for you, you can go and do it, right? Like you don't need these weapons for any reason. But if like you're one of those people that wants to put, wants to like level 99 every character and put 150 yeah. hours into the game, that's the only reason to go get it. You don't need them at all to beat the game. They're completely not even valuable. Well, I mean, you don't need them to beat the game, but they did start with, um, I'm trying to remember when it started. I think it started in Final Fantasy V where they had like the Omega weapons, uh, like the, the super bosses that were optional. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like if you want to beat the Ruby weapon in Final Fantasy VII, it, it's going <laughs> to... It's, it's all about it, optional bosses too. Uh, yeah. Uh, but but they they started making those like just off the charts like Kingdom Hearts style title bananas mm-hmm. um, in in like Final Fantasy twelve and thirteen and stuff. Um, I can't remember, but the, but it's like I remember that kind of like blew everyone's mind back in in the Final Fantasy seven. There was a ruby weapon had over the a million weapons, hit points. Yeah. yeah, and then I think they topped that in oh man, what was it? Final Fantasy twelve maybe. Uh, boss with the most hit points. I'm I'm looking that up. Um, oh yeah, so Yazmat has quote unquote well over 50 million hit points. <laughs> so I'm talking about interesting choices in games and like you know like. Uh... Like into the breach and how there's like this complex strategy and trade offs you have to make, and like the way you impress people in Final Fantasy is just to crank it up to fifty million hit points. I mean, I know it's a little deeper than that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I've kind of timed out on these newer. Like, there's no way I would get excited about that and do any like make any effort to go and find and beat that boss after making an effort to go like clear some mini game to get some special <laughs> weapon like there's just no way <laughs> yeah <laughs> it says uh yes oh man it's hard to read when you're laughing uh yes matt is the ultimate elite mark in final fantasy 12 it not okay. it's not only the ultimate mark but also the ultimate boss defeating Yasmet takes at least an hour at high levels <laughs> and player Fun. skill but usually takes longer <laughs> player skill what is player skill like willingness to grind and get all the weapons you need and then choose the right things i don't know yeah whatever well it's like part of the reason it's it's like there's weapons that you can take that break the damage limit like you know the games are i don't remember what it was in final fantasy one like could you do more than 100 damage no i don't remember i think you could do pretty high i don't i don't know if there was a limit there was probably like a hardware limit like of 256 or something crazy. Yeah, they, I mean, so I don't know, on the Super Nintendo at least, they limited everything to 9,999. And that was like yeah. the big thing with uh, Knights of the Round and Final Fantasy VII is that it did that, but like 12 times. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I guess in Final Fantasy X, they started letting you get items to break that limit so that you could do more than 10,000 damage. Help chip away at that uh, well over 50 so, million. Yeah. I mean, I, so I guess that's part of the, the problem. Uh, so it's like the astronomically high number of hit points is the main reason it takes so long to kill this boss since regular attacks only break the damage limit in like the international version. Hmm. So it's like there's people, I don't know, if they had fun, that's, uh, that's, that's good for them. That's, it's it's fun. not my idea of fun. I, yeah. 
I did really enjoy beating the the weapons in Final Fantasy VII, and I think that was like one of the last games I ever played where I made the effort to do the optional bosses. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I remember not really enjoying, not really hating or anything, but not really enjoying going and fighting the weapons in Final Fantasy VII, just because I never really found it that interesting. I guess, like especially mm. longer battles, they just kind of tire me out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I enjoyed those more than beating Final Fantasy VIII. It's like beating Final Fantasy VIII's boss just took time. <laughs> beating Final Fantasy VIII just took time. That's really <laughs> it. Uh, with with seven, I I felt like there was some interesting strategy stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like like you know you had this Knights of the Round thing that did like nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine times X damage, but if you used that, then the boss killed you instantly. Yeah. So it was like there were strategies you had to try to figure out on like how to survive and like you started the game or you started the fight and he would immediately take out two of your people so you're immediately like trying to recover from that and stuff and Yeah. I remember there was some a lot of strategy involved in figuring that out compared to I don't know. I, I all of all of Final Fantasy 8. Yeah. <laughs> I can complain about that game it's, forever. It's I mean, I'm sure there is strategy involved with beating this Yasmat character, but I, I imagine it's just like such a marathon that yeah, I don't want to. I mean, when you say it's an hour fight, like, are you, I, I imagine playing, it's just my example for the day, I guess, but if you're playing Into the Breach for an hour, there's probably so many different interesting, weird setups that happen yeah. and strategies you need to consider. Like, I'm sure the 50 million hit point pause, if you're 10 minutes into the fight, if you're 40 minutes into the fight, maybe there's different forms. I'm making guesses, but like, yeah. It's, that differently i would probably be bored out of my mind after like half an hour i, I don't know some people some people like it yeah no, like 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 the stakes are i guess what makes that exciting like for me i don't want to have to replay an hour mm-hmm. of if the same die. thing like if i die i don't want to do that again like yep. especially since there's just like you know the, the whole point i'm playing the game is to relax and have fun right <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. Some some people like playing uh, Tetris over and over for hours, and I I don't really enjoy that either. Um, but I... I would say it's a different thing. But I also am going to have to run here, so I'm not going to start talking about Tetris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway. Cool. That, so my my, my recommendation is is don't fight that boss, and also <laughs> get a PlayStation Five. So, are we gonna this? Yeah, are modern consoles frustrating, or are they better, or is it modern everything that's frustrating? That's the question uh, of the day. Uh, well, or is, it, know, is modern everything better? Modern optional bosses are worse. <laughs> uh, modern wait times. Wait times are better. Modern having to update before you can play something is worse. Uh, I don't know. We'll call All... it. We'll call it uh, modern trade-offs i guess yeah yeah cool all right my, I my, the, the fan on my computer is louder okay yeah well uh put that in the description yep all right <laughs> cool man all right uh let's uh let's wrap it okay cool later cheers <laughs>